0: so much energy and skills and so much dedication has been given to this experience and everybody comes away smiling like i have the best
1: friends as a result of gfn you know um uh, i have a community that kind of shares the same values as, as i do you can't have a city that doesn't put people at the heart of its economic future
2: Hello and welcome to our third episode of Soup in the Loop. This time around, I had the great pleasure of chatting to Holly and Una, the driving force behind Chester's Good for Nothing chapter. Good for Nothing is a gathering of volunteers who apply their skills, passion and energy over a condensed 48-hour period known as The Hack. This melting pot of talent never fails to deliver meaningful support to their chosen organisations in and around Chester. Good For Nothing is carefully crafted and steered by Holly and Una, and to me, it's a fascinating social powerhouse, so I wanted to see what makes Good For Nothing tick, but also how Holly and Una stay so focused and motivated. The GFN movement is something that really demonstrates the positive change that can be made when people come together in Chester, and it needs to be celebrated. So let's find out more about asks, hacks, and how you can get involved in GFN to help continue their incredible work.
1: Did <laughs> you just hurt your hands? Yes,
2: I see. Okay, let's go for it. Okay, welcome to the pod, everyone. It's so good to have you here, oh, know we've been speaking about it for a little while, and um, You know, it's a big thing for us to explore conversations with business leaders and all sorts of people, but it's really great to have you here that are doing something amazing for the community. So I'm sure the audience can have a a great listen. So we want to explore all things about Good For Nothing today. So, but before we do that, what I'd like to do is just to get a sense of who you are as people and why the magic works in terms (laughs) of how you make Good For Nothing (laughs) work. So let's start. Let's, Una, can you just tell us about quality, please?
1: Uh okay so it depends on are we telling her like a dating profile or you know like a business profile
2: or combine <laughs> <okay>. please
1: <laughs> um be kind please <laughs> She's bit of a force for good, isn't she? I saw her, Holly. Um, uh, How would I describe Holly? A pocket rocket um, who does good for nothing. Um, But I think it's really important to remember this is all a side gig. You know, it's like this isn't a voluntary uh, role that Holly has done. Um, You know, um, you'll know Alice um, who started it to begin with and then Holly came on board quite quickly and they've been like, you know, she's transformed it. You know, Um, I knew her in the early days of it, but not the beginning definitely. And I think that drive, that force, for positivity and change and is really at the core of who she is as a person. And I think um, she's pretty special. Um, She's also a marketing crackerjack um, who um, is freaking good at her job. You know, and I think that's really important to remember is that, you know, this isn't being led by people who are amateurs. This is serious professional who is at the top of her game. Um, who's using her skill set to do good for nothing?
2: There you go. Oh, how do wow. you follow that?
1: <laughs> do you want to write my
0: dating paper? <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs>
1: yes, definitely. <Of>
2: <laughs> so there's a lot in there we want to sort of break down in mm-hmm. terms of like being a force for nature, HM, the energy to continue to deliver. Because you've been doing, how long have you been doing good for nothing now? It's been a long so, time. So,
0: yeah, it was towards the end of 2013 that Alice Rose Elliott started yep. GFN Chester. Yep. Um, and I joined her a few months after that. And uh, yeah, it's been going nearly, well, it'll be 10 years next year, won't it? So. Oh
1: my God. Yeah, we're going to have
0: to plan a party. We're going to have to have a big party. Mm.
1: I should also mm. add, if I am doing a dating p- segment, you know, like she's very outdoorsy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it likes climbing mountains. And uh, at one stage, uh, volunteered okay. with Loch Lomond Rescue. There we, yeah. go. there we go, there, you there we go, go. very Thank good. You, no Una. end to her talents. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, okay, so let's uh, return the favor then. So yeah, let's, so let's paint a picture of Una for us.
0: I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna be quite as uh, as eloquent, but you know, Una has, Una talks about me having an, an Alice at the beginning, you know, transforming gfn but actually having una on board has been an absolute godsend so you came on board how long ago was it oh gosh well i joined gfn 2015
1: mm. and then like was very involved at that point but yeah then yeah i can't even remember no but, but good, yeah a good <laughs> a while seven years perhaps
0: <laughs> um and um yeah so so una I mean, there's so many hats, I can't even count them that she wears. There are so many hats, Um, but her energy and drive for everything she does is always at the forefront, and anybody that knows her feels the energy (laughs) radiating from her (laughs) pores. She uh, works for University of Chester, Deputy Director of Partnerships, and um, also uh, an educator um, with specialisms in, let me get this right, theater and conservation very interesting combination there um, <laughs> you can elaborate if you want at some point Una. but um yeah una una does all sorts of other things in and around chester for chester for various communities um christmas dinners lemsis say project
2: so you know it's a good ground for us to start from in terms of how do you make it work mm-hmm. um so let's go into good for nothing you know I quite often talk about it to people I meet as well. I've not, I have hands up, I've not been for a long time, but I was, you know, part of it kind of, a, you know, from the start in terms of did go to some hacks, so I know it quite well. But I always find it quite hard to really encapsulate it, you know, very simply. So how would you, how do you do it so when you meet someone on the street? and part of Good For Nothing, what's that?
0: Right, I well, I think I'd say that we are um, a collective of creative volunteers who accelerate positive change in Chester. That's in summary what we do. We could go on. I know. So I we we get asked that question all the time, and I
1: think it's re- really problematic for some people because people are giving their time for free, yep. and historically, lots of people go, "Yeah, but but what are they getting out of it?" um I used the example with my mom, uh, which was, you know, imagine. women's institute but if the women's institute took place in a pub allowed men and booze and instead of talking about doing good you did good and that's really at its core is about people using their expertise and talents to accelerate positive change and that's been really special
0: definitely and i think the other um unique part of it is that we we will only apply our skills for ventures and organizations that couldn't otherwise afford us So that's where we have really made dramatic, made a dramatic yeah. impact on various projects that yeah. we've supported.
2: So let's just wind back a little bit. Cause I know that, you know, you probably used to telling us what the, the elevator pitch is. But when you say it, it's like, well, actually, what is it? Let's go. Let's break it down really into like, the fundamentals of what the organization is. You've got a mission, clearly. But how do you go about that doing that month to month, year on year? What is it physically and theoretically?
0: Well, you, we, we break them down into, there's kind of two parts to what we do. Um, I'll go through the first part, which is the quickest bit, which is socials. <laughs> so we all get together and we make connections and we meet like-minded people. And from that, friendships and relationships blossom and we all help each other. Um, the second part, which is the primary purpose of GFN, is that we hold hacks, which are events that can be for four hours on a weekday evening through to 24 hours over a weekend where we hack a problem. And we hack and ask. So, um, at the beginning of the hack, we'll have a question that by the end we hope to have answered. And it's worth like that word hack, you know, I, I
1: find that quite problematic cause I don't yep. come from that world in any way, shape or form, but it, it took a little bit for it to be explained to me. Cause at first I was like, oh, you know, it's like hacking a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, you're unpicking it. It comes from that gaming computing culture, you know, um, and You know, that's fun. I remember the first hack I ever went to and it was like, stop talking. (laughs) I remember being like, what? (laughs) And it was like, start doing. So if you want to come and have a chat, we're not the organization for you. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to come and hack and help and produce assets for, uh, you know, an ask, then that's who who we're looking for. And that's what we're trying to achieve.
2: Yeah. Because there's obviously a a really tight community, which is great. And then there's a fantastic branding, fantastic mission behind the whole thing. But there's a certain language that is very familiar to you guys. Let's just break it down. What defines a hack for you guys?
0: Well, it's a workshop, I think. It's a a workshop over a certain amount of time, which has different elements to it. So we all get together at the beginning and then we might post it, note ideas and brainstorm. And then we'll go off into breakout groups and work on various threads. And so we'll who's, who's we? So what we'll do, so a really good
1: example is to tell you about the, our most recent house. Yes. Okay, so we were approached um, earlier this year by Chester City Baths and who, if you don't know, are a bit of a Chester icon, an untapped uh, gem um, in the city centre who are really struggling. Um, and it's run by a committed collective of volunteers, just like GFN Um, and they were really struggling. So Holly and I went and met the team and um, uh, they kind of, they didn't really understand. They'd been told by various people in the city, reach out to GFN, reach out to GFN. And they were like, who is this GFN? They didn't even know what GFN stood for. So they reached out to us and we met them. And kind of what we're doing when we meet them is, asking questions and that's something Holly's really good at is like sitting people down and getting to the nuts and bolts of
0: what their issues are. That's right. And we'll, we'll tailor a brief together with the organization we're helping like Chester City Bus and we'll say, right, what is the ask of all these people that are going to come and help you? Um, And, and then throughout the day, we'll try and answer that through this workshop. Um, And essentially the ask at the beginning is answered by the end. And as Una said, we'll hand over to them, plans graphics ideas spreadsheets presentations the lot so so within that before you even get
1: to that day what we're then doing is once like and this is something that you know it took me a while to get my head around was about it's taking somebody's, ah, oh, we're in crisis mode, we yep. need help, we do this, and then kind of trying to pull the threads yep. of what can we reasonably do? Yep. What are the skill set with our team? And GFN will put out a call out yep. to our GFNers, yep. um, it, which is what we refer to them as, um, and say, we're looking for different
0: people with different skill sets. Yep. So, mm-hmm. that- so there might be, yeah, digital skills, graphic design, PR, mm-hmm. events um we try and um in, include as many skill sets as possible but yep. it will always be tailored to that venture and what they need from us yep. so this this hack we were looking for people who had web you know back
1: end web development skills okay. Okay. we had we were looking for people who had funding um experience um from marketing and pr backgrounds yep. business planning
2: so you yeah okay so one of the things i was going to say then obviously from the very start unless you apply your skills very very well and take that panic, oh, we need help, mm. and define it into a very clear, attainable ask, Yeah, it's going to fail, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, it's so important at that moment that you do your job properly and, like, use your skills and knowledge between you and experience.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it does, and that takes quite a bit of work, actually. Yeah. Um, we've spent, you know, days and weeks getting to know the venture that we're helping, um, really, as Una says, pulling at the threads and trying to figure out, which, which parts of this challenge that you have can we really give value to and, yep. and help you with? Um, and so it, becomes, it then becomes a written brief that we write, yep. um, which gives our GFNers who want to take part, we send it out a few days before the hack, and we say, this is the background, this is about Chester City Baths, these are the challenges, and this is the question, the ask, that we're going to ask you to answer yep. by the end of the day. Hope you
2: don't mind me asking, do you create that brief? in line with what you know what your hackers are and abilities or do you challenge the people in all directions Both. Both. i
1: think the thing with the the, the city bath hack was uh uh far reaching. Okay. So we knew that we were going to need new GFNers. So we were going to need to do quite a, you know, a kind of aggressive social media campaign. Like, do you know somebody who wants to give their time for free? Do you know somebody who has a background in funding? You know, we were really pushing certain, um, skill sets that perhaps we knew traditional GFM members didn't have. Yeah. And I think, we probably wouldn't have got away with doing that a few years ago, but because I think GFN has got quite a lot of um, credibility and yeah. that we were able, they were able to advocate on our behalf and we used our social media platforms yeah. to reach out to different um, potential yeah. uh, hackers. Yeah. That's right, and we picked up quite a few mm. new... Gfn as who came along to the (laughs) hack and help, yeah, and I think part of the reason people bought into it was Hollywood did a bit of time, spent a bit of time creating some of the kind of call to action info. I think that's quite important is people resonating with what's happening. Like if we'd use, say, we just helped uh, an, an organization outside of Chester it wouldn't it wouldn't be something okay. that could uh would have that kind of uh,
0: pull on heartstrings yeah. you That's know, it, i was going to say yeah. that emotional connection and chester city bus it's really easy to do that with them because they're so historic they're a heritage yeah. Yeah. um building it's it's incredible so it's just ensuring that our messaging and our call to action for people to come and help us really resonates with the audiences. So you must have seen
2: quite a change then from the start to how you work now in terms of how you approach. Definitely.
0: Yeah. It's evolved a lot and we've actually kind of picked up and taken it on as our own. There are lots of good for nothings all over the world. It's a global, um, a global project. Um, but really we've really picked it up and, and the good for nothing founders have let us do this. It's been brilliant and we've really shaped it into our own. So the socials didn't exist before we came along. Um, and the way that we, plan out the hacks as you say with these briefs um kind of deviates from their usual process so yeah it's it, it has evolved for the better we keep evolving and mm-hmm. um, we've talked already about things we might change in the future about yes. how we operate
1: i think because everything operates on a very much like hand-to-mouth basis yep. most of the time nobody gets any uh you know money for doing anything um most of the time people are uh, the only benefit is you get some really nice food yep. <laughs> and you get a couple of beers uh for your hard work but in terms of like the longevity of us as an organisation but also about supporting it in terms of you know it's sustainability we're looking at like how can we kind of almost create like a manifesto yeah. for GFN for Chester mm-hmm. to kind of um, go well what are our core principles because we talk a lot lots of people reach out to GFN and say come come and help and I would say about 60% of the time we say no right, okay. um, Interesting. Uh, yeah. and we say no because not because we don't want to help but because one capacity Mm -hmm. there's two of us um who are kind of leading on it um but also because it has to be compelling for people like Stu. you're you're a busy man Mm -hmm. you know if you're going to come and give up your friday evening and a saturday you want to be doing something that's worthwhile and if we're supporting an organization you're going to go i want to make sure that they they couldn't pay for me to come and do this Um, and that sounds a bit That's kind of part of the deal is you feel like you're doing good and you're giving your expertise.
2: They say, before you need that connection, don't you? The hearts and minds for people to be really involved in it. So you, you, obviously with City Bath, then, you've got a brief defined. uh, You reach out, but you need to find a location to do it. Or yeah usually bass? we would yep. but we did it at the back okay, because they yep. had
0: some great spaces we could yep. use they've got conference rooms upstairs they've got a great bar that we spent a lot of time in <laughs> um and yeah the, and they've got a swimming pool yeah. and <laughs> they've got two <laughs> swimming <three>, pools yeah, <laughs> <yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> um so yeah so they gave us their space which was brilliant but nice. usually we will have to kind of beg borrow and steal and then go out ha- cap in hand to ask for yep. venues and there have been some amazing oh. Amazing supporters of us that have mm-hmm. given space for free. You know, yep. Andrew Davey at Industries, one that comes to mind straight yep. away for yep. Hacks.
2: Yep. the common um, hall, do a lot of the social yeah, socials. Yeah, social, yeah, yeah. yeah. popcorn yep. yep. common
1: hall were phenomenal in mm. terms of, like, particularly pre-COVID. Like, they not only gave us a space, they gave us food yes, and yeah. discount well. on beers for people, for socials, you know. Um, I think that's the thing um, that I think is particularly special about GFN is, the willingness of the hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. Like um, we had sponsorship for um the City Baths project from Liquor and Co. in Chester. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know mice but basically <laughs> I abused mice social media in order to um him to do good uh, by giving us some cash. Yep. So that meant we could then pay Kate at Peak Sandwiches and she gave us a discount on food and drinks. Yeah, nice. it's Bur- so much. And Fair yeah. Bakery yeah. gave us round the corner, they gave us croissants. You know, so everybody. It's not just the hackers. Could have brought yeah. some questions
0: with me. I know, you? sorry, <laughs> that's <they're just laughs> next door, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> but yeah, the, the generosity and the, the goodwill has been incredible. and that is, you know, nine years of working in Chester and
2: yeah.
0: and building a brand and building that reputation that we've got now um uh, is so valuable to us because we don't have any money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so it's probably
2: been quite hard to build that brand then because you haven't got the ability to sell yourselves. It's just no, word of mouth. That's it. Trust, yeah.
0: It's just it's just gradual word of mouth and that's really how we we get more people involved. Yeah. It's usually a friend of a friend comes yeah. along yeah. to a social. I think Matthew
2: came to your last uh Matthew Denton came to <gasps> yeah, so I spoke cuz he's one yeah. of our clients HSS so. so good. Yeah. yeah. I, I said to you, you should come along. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah,
0: exactly he
1: said that. that. He was he he has been invaluable to say Brilliant. baths. He really and has. Like One of that has been kind of an interesting um, kind of conversation that we've had about how do we support an organization from the hack? Because actually they still don't have the skill set at the end of the hack. So we can hand over a set of assets and go. There you go. But they don't know how to build it. They Mm -hmm. don't know how to do that. So one of the things that we've agreed with City Bass is like uh, I'm asked hackers and there's no obligation of a hack for anybody to give any more time. But like Matthew's a great example of like he grew up. Using yeah, the yeah, bands. Yeah, yeah, of course. he became a lifeguard in the Bassanoi, He's this amazing web, uh, you know, developer and understands all sorts of things that I have no clue about, yeah. and has been such an asset. And there is no way that they could have afforded to have paid for that service. Yeah, sure. And so we've done follow-up hacks, mini hacks okay. with them. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's one
2: of the things I remember from the start. It's like you know, having an amazing hack. yet the ask is answered. Yeah, but then what? happens then you know what do you get it's feedback it. and did they go run away and do it or not that's the kind of the missing bit and isn't it you want to definitely sort of yeah
0: it is about uh following it up and communicating it and i think that's something that we we can do better um that just such limited resource um between Una and i as um you know we've got full-time jobs Absolutely. <laughs> but, um but yes always we all we always try and communicate um what happens after the hack yeah um and you know what, the Chester City Baths, about 90% of the people in the hack wanted to continue to support and help them in some way. So, um, because they probably
2: set up then nor- as an organization ready to take more support on externally, whereas maybe some wouldn't. Is that I think, fair to say?
0: I think,
1: like, there's, the, I think the Storyhouse one is a good example that you, we were talking about the other night, is that you, it, what what tends when it's done well, GFN is a catalyst mm-hmm. for for an organisation and different. Like uh, unlike Chester City Bus Story House, had lots of people. Do you want to?
0: Yeah. So the Story House hack was called its Story Time, and their in um, community engagement team reached out to us to say we're opening this amazing space in Chester. We kind of know what audiences will feel comfortable walking in through the doors and mm-hmm. using it, but how do we reach the people that? wouldn't feel comfortable coming in how do we get to them how do we reach and so that that was what the hack focused on and it was also about making the space as accessible as possible so that people who were a bit nervous about coming in felt reassured Great. and so we got a really diverse range of people in to do the hack Um, people with various um, challenges around their site and um, kind of like learning challenges Um, so so what came out of that was a set of really stunning pieces of graphics um wow. but which then went on to inform it went onto all the maps around story house it went onto the walls so that people could um be guided around the space really visually using Amazing. icons yep. and that actually contributed to an award that was won for accessibility at story house okay wow and story house then continued with that graphic designer who designed them and paid them mm-hmm. to continue to do that work so nice. So though we can't promise that that's going to happen, there's so many different opportunities out of them. And I think that's a really
1: important point is for us, um, you know, people don't get paid for giving their time, but this is almost like, You know, a calling card for individuals. um, And we say that like we we should be encouraging organisations in Chester to use local creative, you know, individuals and uh, organisations. And for for us, that's been really special. Um, We did a a, a, a foodie hack, uh, which was um, about reaching out to the independent community, uh, independent uh, businesses across Chester who were really struggling with uh, football uh, before COVID happened. And we ran a hack um, that was all about how do we encourage uh, people to visit the local independent restaurants. Um, And what came out of that was then used by um, Chester Bid. Uh, Some some members, various other people all contributed to creating an app that was paid for and commissioned. uh, Who was the? the council wasn't it yeah. paid for that yeah yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, so c- came together and went okay this is brilliant this is, uh, let's test this and the hunger games app yep. uh, came out um and i think that was really special because what it was saying was do you know what these are great tools and we do actually say this isn't about you getting free work for people if you want to commission people yep. you've already got this free you know uh consultancy mm-hmm. but you can then take that and those then-
2: opportunities must be arrive from your kind of network in the background and the, the brand developing it, it doesn't organically happens that you must be really pushing that through i think
1: i think we push for the getting the right expertise around the table at axe yeah. i think you know we had a conversation about we will always endeavor to be inclusive as an organization but actually that doesn't mean that gfn is, is going to say, yeah, everybody should sure. come along. Yeah. What we That's why we target very specific skill sets for our hacks. Come along, do a social, get involved, listen to speakers, be a speaker, mm-hmm. um, contribute, network. But we want people to be taken seriously as the professionals that they are.
2: I didn't realise there was such kind of orchestration going on it's almost <laughs> it's like quite a of, lot yeah yeah. it's <laughs> like kind of obviously everyone come in if you do something of a day job but you have an opportunity to do something slightly different it's just more but yeah
0: yeah absolutely that's right um our first prerequisite for anybody that wants to join good for nothing chester is that and excuse the swear word that they <laughs> give a shit about chester they need to be passionate about it they need to care about it so that's the first nice. one and then secondly we do when they sign up on our good for nothing chester website Um, They complete a form that they where they can describe themselves and their skill sets and what they want to bring. Um, And there are some GFN um, kind of uh, things that skills they can select as well. So there's doers, makers, creators, thinkers. And when we come to planning our hack, we'll look at what the ask is and then we'll have a think about the skill sets that we need around the table. So as much as we are inclusive and everyone can come to our socials. So that's why I mean, these to... socials are
2: really important. So you get to know everyone quite well. Yeah. And kind of start... yeah.
0: Okay. yeah. And I think like
1: w- the great thing about the socials is you get a sense of, you know, are people going to show up? You know, because it's all right showing up for a, t- a beer and a halloumi, you know, fry on a Thursday <laughs> evening and having a chat. But actually committing your day and understanding who we are. You have to kind of sit in a room with somebody okay. and, you know, they need to buy into it as much as uh, we need to buy into you know our belief that they'll show up because there is a bit of that on a on a like particularly with uh, the hack we did for the city baths you know we were really worried because it was the first weekend of the summer holidays and we were just like oh Mm -hmm. and we knew that they were on a deadline and we kind of were like can we push it to September but we, if we did, we would have missed out on some certain certain things. So we pushed for it, but then what was needed was a massive drive on our part of who do we know already, who's already a GFN stalwart, um, and then who can we reach out to? And a really great example of that is, um, we managed to get Sarah Helen, who's the creative director at Hardin yep. Estate. And reached out to her and basically said, we need your creative eye. We need your uh, vision. And she had never been to a Hack before. She was a bit apprehensive. Okay. She wasn't sure, you know, that whole, you know, am I really going to be an asset? And my goodness, she blew our minds away. She showed up on the Friday. She said, I don't know if I can stay for the whole period. And then was like absolutely threw herself into it. And not just the ideas, but the kind of assets she produced throughout that day. And you know, that's somebody at the top of their game Mm -hmm. who has massive pressures in their own work, but got involved, bought into what the City Bath stands for and what GFM are trying to do, and it's that kind of p- pulling out those individuals across the city that I think we've worked really hard at. You know, so we'll go to things just to find out, oh, you know, okay. do you have right, the okay. GFN or gene? <laughs> you yep, know, yep. are you willing to show up and be counted? You know, and not everybody is, and that's fine. Yep. You know, if you don't buy into The concept, you know, because some people are like, uh, no, I can't afford to give you my time for free. And that's absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. But some people are like, oh yeah, yeah, I want to, I want to, I I want to give back.
2: And the time is right for them as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes like some people will dip into GFN, like you have said that, like Andrew Davie has been like a massive champion of us over the years, but life happens. And so people, you know, it's not like we are ticking an attendance and going, you know, Stu, you've not been in six months. You can no longer <laughs> attend a social. Um, you know, it's about people giving their time when um, they have the capacity to do so
0: yeah because we want people to, who come to the hacks to be fully focused on it fully committed and motivated not thinking about having to get away in you know half yeah. an hour we do want to be flexible um though and we it is that passion and that energy that we always see that always at, at the end of every hack our minds are blown because so much energy and skills and so much dedication has been given to this yeah. experience and everybody comes away smiling and Uh, just that rapport that you build by working together with people and really seeing their skills come to the fore um, is just fantastic. We just love it.
1: Like the anxiety that we have beforehand is ridiculous. The night before is the
0: worst. But we've
1: (laughs) sold like GFN to people who already think this is a really weird thing people are collectively going to give up their time to help us so you're going yeah of course they are and then you're going how many sign ups have we got and um, we're going oh we need to do a call out or people life takes over and people have to pull out because shit yeah, happens yeah. Mm-hmm. and so there is a nervous you know sleep are are people okay. going to yeah, do yeah. what they've said they'll do?
2: so i guess it's not a case of like you hope people turn up and that organizations get what they get you really want to deliver what they need yeah yeah
0: yeah exactly and we, we put a lot into ensuring that the people that have signed up are aware of when it's happening and we'll yep. do lots of reminders and there will be a drop-off you know 10 20 will drop off because yep. life has happened um and we always kind of bear that in mind when we're looking at the numbers we get in so we usually will will add on a 10 percent margin to it to okay. make sure we've got enough people
2: So it's a very well organized <laughs> it kind of, it? it's I getting thought, there yeah
0: I mean, I ten think, years in the making. We're getting yeah. we're getting there now. And, and I think what we've learned um, over the
1: last, particularly since COVID, because we did, um, we've learned a lot about how each other work, <laughs> um, which I don't think we had a real understanding of, um, and, and understanding that what Holly's skill set are is very different to mine, mm-hmm. and her knowledge and expertise of GFN is way is going to outstrip anything that I can say. You know, in terms of because you know she there since the beginning um but I think there's a real appreciation for each other in
0: terms of what we bring to that conversation totally we we complement each other a lot and that's compliment with an e (laughs) and an i actually because that was a great bumble profile earlier um (laughs) but we are like chalk and cheese and it works really well people don't think that works but um yeah we support each other and we have dramatically different skill sets and that really helps when it comes to planning these kind of hacks and events.
1: I think we're definitely, like that's helped us be kinder to each other like in many ways, you know, because I think, when you spend so much time with another person you get to sense you know there's that whole leadership thing isn't it about you know building a team and for me you know there's no point in building a team that looks and sounds like you um for for me the best thing about holly is uh is that she brings another dimension to every conversation she knows the ins and outs she knows how to you know PR and market the heck out of things that I don't even think about so you know she is the go-to you know kind of girl Friday for anything to do with that and I think for me like I'm the probably the more pushy person (laughs) with regards going out and
0: basically nagging people to give us some money you're brilliant (laughs) you're so connected with everybody too this is where I completely lack that is you just know everybody who is anyone in, in around Chester and you 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 get stuff done, you get you make connections. I mean it's you know part of your role is Deputy Director of Partnerships at Chester Uni. So um you are at that higher level and you can converse with people at that higher level and it it really brings something to to what we need and it's what's been missing. Um so,
1: so <laughs> yeah, I, I would use
0: any friendship to get stuff for yeah. free for DFN yeah.
1: is basically the the crux
2: of So, do you think there's a kind of uh, a benefit to like the makeup of Chester and the size of it, and the kind of you know a lot of people are saying it's smaller, no opportunities, <sighs> like, mm-hmm. but actually, it feels like because of the size of it, the, everyone is well connected, everyone's passionate about what they do, but there is still challenges to tackle. So, which gives us an opportunity, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think I think I think that's completely right. I think Chester is the optimal size for an organization like us um, who relies on word of mouth, connected partnerships. um, And from a brand awareness perspective, it's great because it's not a huge city like Manchester where we want to be known. um, And we've really managed to kind of carve out uh, a space for ourselves in the creative community. Um, And that was the original reason we existed was because there was that gap in the market for a creative community to come together and make change happen. And I think this like, when we've
1: spoken to GFM members, you know, um, in the past, you know, like some of them have said they went to traditional networking groups and they were like, oh, this isn't me. You know, none of us are sat here in suits right now. You know, I, I have quite a serious job. I've never worn a suit for that job. But, you know, they wanted to find the others. And I think what why GFN has thrived in that environment is because people wanted something else they wanted to find like-minded people who shared the same values and i think that's the really special thing is when you come to a social you know we've got 18 year olds to 70 year olds mm. who come to gfn and it's they all share the same values of you know caring about where you live and wanting to do good in those communities and that's 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 kind of for me, what why it's thrived in Chester, like we've we've reached out, we've been in touch with like GFN New York, and you know it's huge, and you know they've had you know probably big successes, but in terms of longevity and growing, yeah. you know GFN Chester has grown every year, and people have remained loyal to us, and I think that's because there is that kind of um, core yeah. kind of um, community. Of, of people who live in and around the city
2: very good I was kind of thinking, is there a bias towards the creative industries creative people still was that something you're trying to address because I guess that an ask is usually around delivering you know kind of you know problems around marketing what you, you know I've said before with the the bath in terms of plan mm-hmm. and website development. are you looking for people that are more rounded in terms of like, like finance or to join as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It definitely did originally start as kind of uh, cr- creative specific um and so then you've got your foundational skill sets there um marketing and PR and design yeah. and photography and film um, and fluffy stuff. All <laughs> I, you don't you say that. Um yeah, that the creative yep. focus. Um but certainly We are getting we're more and more aware of the need to branch out and to to get a more diverse skill set in because, you know, funding and finance, business Mm -hmm. strategy. These are a lot of things that come out when we're sat with a venture, taking a brief and working out how can we help you that comes out.
1: I think that i would not thought about that. It took me about six months before I joined JFM Mm. because I remember thinking some like a night at that point was uh lecturing in creative arts mm. and i didn't think i had the skill set to be a member of this brilliant group i was like and i remember that hesitancy of going to the first thing and i just was like oh these people are all really cool and creative and i don't have this skill set and so i i'd totally forgotten i'd felt like that there was massive anxiety for me about uh going which is really strange because mm. I, I don't normally feel like that but that's I think th- the socials help with that. Yeah.
0: Definitely. And yeah. that is that is a thing. We are aware of, 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 of that hesitancy around, like, am I the right fit? Have I got any skills that someone's going to want? And I think that's where I, I came up with the, like, you need to give a shit about Chester. That's all you need to do. If yeah. you have passion, yeah. you will give us the energy and you will have skills. If you know about Chester, you'll have the skills. So that's that's where that started off and actually chester city bass hack was a good example of right we haven't got these skill sets mm. in our membership like let's reach out and get some in so you know events planning and eyes and um funding um you know that was a big part of it and we do need to we, we really do want some help with that in terms mm. of helping us find funding and applications for it too
1: you know so one of the things that has been like with just game-changing was meeting some of the individuals who came to that um hack you know for example d denton um who has this massive wealth of experience and knowledge about how to access funding and what that did was open a whole set of doors for the city baths that they hadn't even thought about and for me um holly said something earlier and it's at at the core of what we do is, it's about getting the right people round a table, mm-hmm. and that you know, as you said, you were surprised, you know, that you thought, oh, this just happens. That is the graph behind the scenes of yeah. going, you know, it's all right having. If you're a keyboard warrior and you want to say what you think should happen, but actually, what we want you to do is tell us how to do that how we get from this is what should happen yeah. you know and what the stage is and people like Dee Denton who came along i love how i have to say her full name <laughs> <laughs> i should just like get Dee. it right um you know what she did was allow people to then go Okay, we've got these, if we do X, Y, and Z, we could access funding from this point of view. You know, for example, she was talking to the bats about, you know, um, accessibility funding. Yeah. And people are like, oh, right, okay. So if you don't know what you don't know, yeah. um, and that's what's really special is that when you have that light bulb
0: moment where mm-hmm. you can see the venture kind of going, wow, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it was really pivotal actually for that hack because... The name of the hack was fill the Pacific because their second pool has been yep. out of action and they've need to raise money, a lot of money for new tiles and it's ready to open again. And actually, so the ask was around how do we fill the Pacific and how do we um, help support the Chester City Bass in different ways. And actually what came out of that and out of Dee's understanding of funding and everybody else's contribution there was a decision made that was like, we can't open it right now. We can't fill it right now. Okay. Actually, we're going to do this, this and this. And actually it kind of, during that hack, it was almost like a pivot point for um, the baths to go, actually, we're going to have gonna, to change direction yeah, And we're going to go away mm-hmm. and
1: talk to our board about alternative you know, options. You know, Because mm-hmm. what we've got to remember, and we're really mindful of this, you've got a whole load of people walking in and turning around and saying we think you should do this and that's why we felt really responsible for saying, okay, we've said this, we're gonna help you follow this up. Mm -hmm. Because they then go back to their board and go, actually this group of do gooders Mm -hmm. have said X, Y, and Z. And it's and then about holding their hands and kind of having that dialogue, you know,
0: with them, you know, as they make those changes. And they were fantastic. And something we've not mentioned is that at the end of the hack, actually the representatives from ventures come in. To the room where we've been hacking, yep. and we present back to them the answers to their ask. And actually, Chester City Baths <laughs> bought a whole entourage, which was amazing of their almost their entire committee and leadership team to listen to us about where we felt there they would have the most impact and where they should go and what direction right. they should move in. And and that's a really important part of the process because they can sit there, they can listen, they can ask questions, and that's where they really get the value and they really actually. Now we yeah. understand what, what you're doing, why you're coming in here. And that's where mm-hmm. the value is really delivered. They're like the nicest people ever. They're
1: like, they're all, they're like us, but, you know, they just, they're, they're sco- the, the, the team are um, the scuba, um, di- scuba, di- scuba, scuba divers. Di- yeah. Yeah. And they just care so much about this club in the heart of Chester and they're doing everything they can to make it work Mm. and you know so how can you know it was just so lovely to spend time with them and help them kind of keep something alive in the city.
2: So it feels like the you know the the sort of skill sets around finance and business planning um, I want to say Mission Link but really do help with the long-term effect of what you're doing so what's the plan to try and do more of that I guess?
1: So one of the ways that you know this this is very in the early stages and we've only started talking yeah. about it is um about looking at kind of um we are a CIC a community interest co- well mm-hmm. we are moving towards okay. a community interest company model. Um and the reason for that is about you know kind of sustainability but also about being able to access uh funding. Yep. And that would mean that we wouldn't have to go hand to mouth, particularly as we enter a recession. You know, we don't want to be asking um, every independent business in Chester, you know, repeatedly, because we're really lucky uh, that we've had all this support over the years. But also about um, allowing us to identify Chester organisations and individuals who would benefit from support that they wouldn't be able to access otherwise. Okay.
2: What's the... At uh, a moment, No, so like you the board come in from the City Baths and you then present it, what do you get that moment of all that hard work and then there must be a moment of like, oh my, you know, pure joy from your aspect. What do you get from it personally?
0: Oh, that's a big question.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, we were talking about this other night, actually. I think everybody that comes into a room to do a hack is motivated by an understanding that they are going to contribute to Chester getting better in some kind of shape or form and they are helping accelerate positive change, whatever that may be. But I also think that every single person walking into that room, by the end of the hack, has such an amazing sense of achievement that you want to do it again and again and again. And that's why we have so many GFNers that come back and come back because not only do they contribute to Chester and to a worthy project or venture, but they also get that inner warm sense of doing something really good. Yep. And I think a lot of us don't get that feeling very often, or certainly in jobs that we're in, we don't. And that was in a previous life, I never got that sense of satisfaction. And that's why I looked to GFN to to give back and to get that warm sense of 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 achieving something and doing something good. Una, would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I would. I'd also add, like we were talking about, you know, it... There is an element of me that says, you know, that people, what do you get out of it? Like I have the best friends as a result of GFN, you know, um, uh, I have a community that kind of shares the same values as, as I do. But also, you know, um, for me, I, that idea of people love a moan. And we like, you know, and I, you know, I like a moon every now and again, but what's really lovely about GFN is it's, it's making a positive difference. So as Holly says, at the end of that hack, you're kind of going, I've done good today, you know, but we were, we were laughing about is, you know, is being a member of GFN, you, you know, an element, is there an element of altruism in it? And I was like, oh, I feel like, oh, you know, because actually what's been really lovely about some of the projects. His people have, freelancers have ended up getting work out of it yeah. and for me it becomes kind, of, becomes kind of like a closed economy you know it's about supporting our independent and freelance community in Chester it's about shedding light on small businesses and organisations who aren't in Liverpool or Manchester and you know, ensuring work is not diverted to those cities um, and for me that's quite important is that I want Chester to be recognised as a creative community where you can have a thriving career um you know i work in education Mm -hmm. um i see regularly uh my students at university moving to big cities because they think that's the only place that you can have an interesting you know and creative uh you know job and that's really something we should be proud of is that something like jfn is contributing to people putting down roots, mm. building those connections. And for me, that's what I get. I particularly, I get out of it is about the connections with other people and knowing that you're helping shape the city that you live in.
2: Well, I can't a, follow that. It's no, <laughs> a very worthy cause, isn't it? It feels like you've built something so big. It's like, do you feel a bit kind of daunted by how you're going to protect it? Or is it you're just so pushing forward we are enjoying it? It's, or does it have it come into the foreground
1: i think you're you're very good at remembering purpose
0: yeah i yeah i think yeah it is always important to come back to purpose isn't it and i think there's so many opportunities to go off on tangents Mm. with this and to to explore other ideas or do it differently and actually i always in the back of my mind is going back to why we exist and what we're here for and um just ensuring that that core purpose that we are accelerating projects in chester um is a really important one because we we do get distracted a lot um, for good and for bad reasons. And and it's, it's staying on course. is the important thing. And we remind each other of it, you know, quite often we'll have a think about and go, are we wearing too many hats right now? Yes. How do we get back to basics and how do we keep our GFNers engaged? You know, there's Mm. COVID for example, you know, that's two, three years without a single hack, you know, in person, we did an online hack, which was, brilliant walk ride thrive it was about getting people using active travel but okay. it wasn't the same mm. as sitting in a room with pens and paper and post it notes and getting creative yeah, like I that. Can but, see that but i think that
1: that was a, that was one of the first times we kind of realized how differently we we worked because um i had i had i had gone on we'd gone online at university and you were like oh you know is this going to work and i was like yeah it'll be fine mm. and uh, that's my general default it will be fine But what was brilliant was we reached out to this absolutely legendary GFNer called Cassia,
2: Cassia, um, who's
1: got expertise.
2: She's a graphic designer
1: and gamification of apps. Yeah. And she introduced us to Miro. And uh, mirror board, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, And we started using you know different types of technology and uh bringing people together and we ran a hack. But what was to keep people engaged? We reached out to popcorn in Chester, uh, to see if they would make uh, you know, uh, kind of drop-off packages so we did this random thing where every gfn and we had like 18 people sign up we had three gfn members uh, gfners who then did these random drop-offs across the city to people and in them they got like gfn like bags of goodies that had like beer, all sorts of things chocolates. And it was like,
0: you'd get a random knock on your door. And then, uh, we were all in a Zoom room and someone would like on their screen, look behind them and their door would open and Sylvie's there just got, got off her bike with a little goodie bag in her hand. And um, it was just, we've just tried to make it more interactive and engaging because we did appreciate that people people sit in front of their computers all day, every day in yeah, front yeah. of screens on Zooms, and actually we're asking people to be on Zoom for seven hours mm. on a Saturday, you know? It was a big, big ask. Um, and it was a really sunny day. It was as a well, lovely we day, We were awesome. cursing,
1: <laughs> Which was like, because we were thinking if it rains, it'll be great, because nobody can go anywhere. But actually you could have had a lovely Saturday in your garden. Yeah. But the, the results of that were uh, phenomenal, and the assets that were produced were then used um, and created to kind of promote this act of travel um agenda within the city you know so i think you're very good at reminding me about purpose mm-hmm. and i think holly and i talk a lot the one thing we disagree on is holly loves a voice note <laughs>
2: no, okay, yeah.
1: I love a voice note owner and it absolutely hates them and refuses to listen to I them I don't even listen to them anymore I just yep. I just I can't handle them um, so if you're part of the voice note culture you know um, I'm not going to be a your guy I
2: on the voice notes
1: unfortunately yeah I, do you know what I think? <laughs> People value their time over yours. Holly's not too bad at this. I'm quick yeah, I'm you're get quick, to the point. But some of our friends will leave two minute voice notes and I'm like, are you are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, one like I think we talk a lot. Um, you know during COVID we bubbled together which was much okay. uh, yeah. okay. and when we were allowed to see other people again uh, we were like yes yes come on <laughs> um, so we would uh, yeah yeah. it was great that cemented um, our relationship <laughs> it, didn't it, really it really did it was uh, we, you know that kind and I think that really did actually being really honest it, it was that kind of connection over COVID where we were talking most days and thinking about ways of how we could engage um, uh, the community but also do it authentically mm. we didn't want want to just be like come and join us you know for x y and z um it had to be something good that got our community back together um and i think that's that's It's the only reason it works. If we weren't great, genuinely, I don't think Mm. you could do this if you weren't great friends with the other person because it would feel like you're doing a job. But actually, we hang out, we go for dog walks. You know, I don't even like dogs. (laughs) And I go on dog walks (laughs) with her. Annie's a special one. (laughs) Yeah, genuinely, I hate dogs (laughs) and cats and you know, so she tolerates a lot by just hanging out with me for a <laughs> start. Yeah, it, 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 it's big, my dislike yeah. of animals. So. I mean, it's,
2: it's a huge, huge undertaking. It's not going to work unless you've got you know, a great relationship, isn't it? Um, what is on my mind is that kind of you obviously have got a great mission and you're very well grounding yourselves and learning and developing it. Do you share that knowledge and expertise with other parts of Chester or organisations at all? Cause I'm, cause I'm assuming that the way you approached off your culture and your positivity, there's a lot of people out there that could benefit from it <laughs> outside of COVID-19. is that something that's kind of maybe you'd think about in the future? We, or
1: we, you- um, so, so this year we <laughs> were asked to do a Ted talk and, uh, and uh, I, I ended up being the person that did it, but behind the scenes was Holly. Um, and I think the, the that, kind of the the whole ask of that was very much about you know instead of being a keyword warrior you know the next time you think about complaining um you know go and find the others that was our big ask of Mm -hmm. that so I do think that Holly and I are very much um uh kind of driven by purpose you know I don't think I've ever done anything because of you know the title or the you know the job or the money it's always been about purpose and we've spoken a lot about that about why you know Holly's freelance career you know the brand she works with um, it's you know It's not just I'll work for whoever. It's about what they stand for and those shared values. And that's what you get. If you're working at the top of your game, you can do that. And I do appreciate that, that not everybody has that. So I think when we're in Chester mode, I think... um, (laughs) being an advocate for what GFN stands for is really important to both of us Um, and we did something last autumn which was Project a Hero and uh, so many people did these amazing things during lockdown for everybody you know and it came out of I had to shield during lockdown because I've immunosuppressed and loads of people were really wonderful to me, like just, you know, mates doing my food shopping um, uh, and, you know, just being really kind. And so we were speaking about all this kindness mm-hmm. that was radiating through Chester.
0: And we came up with this idea of Project a Hero. Which is to project various heroes um, that had been nominated do going above and beyond during COVID for their community. Um, and we got so many people that were nominated. it was amazing. It was over a hundred people in the end, and we projected them up on the wall Chester racecourse um last bonfire night actually and it was it was amazingly successful and it just really highlighted some individuals that would have gone unsung yep. um and and that was it was really it was really fitting actually for GFm because it was about helping platform people that wouldn't otherwise have been. being platformed um, you know and it was just showing an appreciation for our community and and the people that were helping drive it and connecting people. Um, We should say that we didn't make the film that is not (laughs) our (laughs) skill set Sam Riley from Canteen
1: Creative did that for us and um, it was just really lovely Um, and it was really lovely because we went down to the race course and there it was and all these people you know were kind of there and Holly like she is the queen of detail right um and the precision that she went into in order to make sure that we had documented every one of those and announced them so over a period of like 30 days holly was doing twitter announcements of who had been nominated and who'd been projected onto you know this um uh, you know onto the race course it took about three months
0: because <laughs> it was one person a day
1: yeah right. yeah you know so it was great of, yeah it was lovely yeah. and but you know that's that that's, you know, those kind of things are really important mm. to us mm. about, about celebrating others and celebrating um, people making a difference, be it in, you know, their community in Blayton or Hull or, you know, the individual who is, you know, striving to do good. And they might not have anything to do with uh, GFN. Um, we discovered that quite a lot last autumn. We also did. Uh, you might have heard of the One City Plan. Um, we were approached by Chester Council if we would review their One City Plan. And um, basically,
0: we said yes. That's the short answer. Yep. Um, it's the 15-year plan um, for how Chester is going to develop. And it was created in 2012. So, Last year was basically halfway point, wasn't it? And that's when they said, we just want to make sure it's still on track. It's still, you know, meeting the criteria that all the actions are still relevant and important to the people of Chester. And as soon as we said, yes.
2: <laughs> Reluctantly at first, and I'd th- gather, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, we very we very much. So yeah. Is yeah. a
2: distraction, I guess, from the cause? No, yeah,
1: uh, more about, <laughs> the, was this our role yeah. to evaluate Uh, the strategic plan for the future of the city of Chester. And, you know, it was in the second lockdown that this was all, you know, November uh, 2020. And we went back and forth, but we realised that we could collaborate with other GFNers. We could pay some freelancers to do work for us. um, And um, we could shed light on individuals who would otherwise go unheard, um, so eventually our kind of moral, uh, kind of uh, kind of brain took over, and we went. We feel like we should do this. We better have. We <laughs> um, better have.
0: we will probably be quite good at it. So <laughs> let's do it yeah. for the greater good. And yeah. and it did. It worked out. And the other thing that I think worked out really well because we were commissioned by the council and the Chester Growth Partnership and. They they wanted us on board because they appreciated the richness and depth and diversity of the networks we were connected with and they knew if we were to consult with the community, we'd get some really diverse and interesting and important answers mm-hmm. and actually we managed to achieve that and that's something that we've been really proud of.
2: Was, so you got a great response, didn't you, oh, from the service? Y-
0: like. W- I suppose this is where,
1: like, I think it's probably one of the proudest professional moments I have, even though, you know, it's not today was my day job. And we've both talked about that. You know, there there was an original scope, as Holly uh, has spoken about. And then because we are adopted Sestrians, you know, neither of us are from here. You know, Holly's Welsh, I'm Irish, but we are definitely lovers of Chester. Um we kind of felt well we're all in right now. So if they'd hired an agency from Manchester, they would have gone, here's the job, this is what we're doing, and end of. But what what we did was end up going every conversation ended with who else should we hear from? Um, who who else needs um a platform? Um, you know, and that that came about from Holly and I talking like if we're gonna do this then we need to find out who are the seldom heard, who are those communities whose voices aren't represented. Because if everyone
0: looks like you, sounds like you, then you're not going to make a difference. And the big challenge was that as we were planning how we were going to do that, lockdown came in, and which meant that we couldn't deploy all of the different ways we wanted to communicate with people face to face because you get so much more out of a one-to-one direct conversation sat across the table from you, Stuart, yeah. than you do on a Zoom call. And so we worked really hard to work around that. And we we took a long time over it. I mean, it, in a good way, we 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 were really careful and we were really diligent, I think. And we, we managed to get, we had five different approaches. So we had an online survey, we had an organizational response form, we had Ludicology who came in to do work with young people and families and how they navigate the city we had zoom workshops we had zoom one to ones like we had a huge array of different communication channels just in the knowledge that you know it was really going to be hard to get people around the table for me that was the really special point
1: was when we got ludicology involved so ludicology are a chester and north wales based uh, play um, consultancy, and they do phenomenal things. And we'd reached out to them to initially explore the um, the concept of how young people and families move and spend time in the city. And they were going to create these kind of points where people could stop and interact. Um, but actually, COVID happened, and we couldn't have people hanging out in the town yeah. centre because the idea was it would start in twenty twenty one. So the way in which they pivoted their work was phenomenal. So they created these maps with children, uh, young people and families, um, which showed their journey from home into town during the lockdown. And these beautiful maps were created that told the stories of how those young people and their families were spending time in the city and what they valued. They were amazing, weren't they? Because they
0: developed, I'm pretty sure they developed an app which tracks... Use GPS to track their journey, and as the children moved around the city, they took photos, which then were linked to the point at which they okay. took that photo on the map. Mm-hmm. And then they came up with these amazing visuals, didn't they? Yeah. Um, we showcased the outcomes um, a few months later, yeah. and they were absolutely stunning it, and really interesting. S- it was so special seeing the chief exec of the council reading was, these maps. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, but they
2: blew their mind. Yeah, the yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: And it, that was that was the that was just this phenomenal thing that for us that was what we brought was those different ideas and that will hide away engage people who wouldn't really want to engage we even did like a young people workshop where we went and actively did a call out like if you're between 3 and 18 please we want to do a workshop with you and just giving those young people that platform not for us to speak on their behalf but for them to be heard on the same level as the chief exec of uh, the Countess of Chester was phenomenal and for there to be an acknowledgement that we weren't representing the young people's views in the city and if we wanted young people to stay in the city we needed to start thinking about their needs and their wants and desires.
2: Wow. So, what what was the big takeaway then from that big challenge that you know you say you hesitantly went into? Looking (laughs) back, set a deadline and
1: don't move (laughs) it. Um, And when you say that, that's what you'll do. That's all you do. (laughs) Don't (laughs) Don't allow for scope creep. (laughs) Yeah. Don't suddenly go. Okay, we'll do this and this and this and this. this. A really good example (laughs) of that is like so this. So originally we'd kind of planned that this would go from you know this um, COVID threw that out the window. So we then were like, okay, how do we do these workshops online? So we designed a workshop and we designed uh, an organizational response. Everything upped its ante at every point. But we had, you know, because Holly said earlier, we have this ask, which is, uh, and our ask at the end of every conversation was, who else should we talk to? That was both brilliant, but also an absolute bloody nightmare (laughs) because at the end. Yeah, yeah. But like, for example, We one of our conversations and one to ones was with Susan Gilby, the CEO
0: of the Countess of Chester.
1: Um, you know she gave like if anybody deserves a third attempt at trying to meet somebody, she (laughs) did. You know, and she was so generous with her time. But the insight she offered as one of the biggest employers in Chester, and about her um, vision, her kind of philosophy of how she wants um, the, the, you know, the organization to be run was just so insightful. Like for us, we, we've we said this a lot. You know, one of the things she said is about prioritizing, you know, suppliers who live locally, you know, about using that inclusive economy kind of strategy, but also about looking at, you know, young people. And she one of the things she said to us was, if we just thought about children and we thought about their needs, this would prevent a lot of the later life care that Mm. I'm having to address right now. And it's that kind of conversation that is just, wow, actually you can't have a city that doesn't put people at the heart of its economic future. Um, Because it's not okay. The 21st century has kind of told us, you know, if you want economic success, you need to put the people on the planet first. And I think that came through every conversation we had about this desire for us to do more and do better. And sustainability, <laughs> do you want to
0: talk about it? I mean, yeah, sustainability was a huge theme that came out of the consultation and wasn't something that had kind of been thought of or flagged in the past, really. um, It touched upon, enviro- the, so the original One City Plan originally um, touched on environmental sustainability, yep. but... Um, economic sustainability, social sustainability wasn't in there, and uh, uh, the rallying cry from almost everybody we talked to was around prioritising, looking after people and the planet, and sustainability. Um, and in fact, the the way that the council actually have picked up this feedback and the way that they've outlined the various actions that need to happen, um, every single every single action has an associated set of sustainability goals the hope and the um the vision for the new one city plan or the refresh plan is that every single action um that is driven forwards is is driven by sustainability and has to achieve those sdgs that are against them
2: so your impact on that must have been pretty
0: significant (laughs) well I think the thing that we're really
1: kind of hesitant about is we're, you know, it's controversial, right? You know, they had this economic plan which touched on health and well-being that talked about the environment. But the recommendations from the people who we consulted with, which was extensive, was very much about, you know, a a plan that was underpinned by sustainability, a plan that put people and addressed the inequalities in our city. And I think there is a misconception about Chester, which is that it's this quite affluent place. Mm -hmm. And when we were talking and feeding back, we were talking about the inequalities and access to opportunity. And some people, even in the council and, you know, uh, positions of um, responsibility, weren't really clear on that um, so we are both really proud but I think we're also very much this is hard what they are going to what are setting out to do because oh we should point out they've decided to rewrite their entire framework um, and it's no longer a 15-year plan it's a plan to get us to net zero by 2045 and you know it's dead easy to say, yeah, of course. Things, and mm-hmm. um, and again, if they'd hired an outside agency, they'd have gone. Here you go, you know. Holly and I are, you know, going to be there, challenging and saying, "What are you doing?" Because we also said everybody reported that they wanted a plan. What they but they also wanted accountability. So, I think from our point of view, we feel enormously responsible for the fact that people give so generously of their time yep. and expertise to contribute to this, we will hold the council to account over that and say, where are you up to? You know, for us, mm. one of the most special things was Kate Rayworth, um, who's an economist, wrote a, uh, a book called Donut Economics. Uh, if you haven't read it, I thoroughly recommend reading it. It says that we need a new model for the 21st century. Um, Cornwall have used this. create the decision wheel that is underpinned by the Sustainable Development Goals and Chester is using a version, an adapted version, that was designed by one of our JFNers um, to to be at the core of their plan. Now they've done all this hard work, the big thing is how do you put this into action? And that, like, we don't have the answer to that. You know, there are people who are at the forefront of this agenda, but they have done so much to kind of give this over to a community group, give this over uh, to the people of Chester. They now have a responsibility to, to, to kind of follow this through.
2: How do you stop something that's so significant that you've been working on, not just completely bleach into the, the future of GFN? Because you know, you're going to see it separately or you're going to see that your future hacks and stuff are always going to kind of be bleeding into that role of keeping accountability or is it very separate? Very separate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We've kept it completely separate for those reasons in that GFN's core purpose is accelerating projects in Chester that couldn't otherwise afford us. Um, But
2: when you're picking people to work with or to...
0: Yeah, the ventures is interesting. So we have done a couple of things for the council in the yep. last kind of few years, and we work closely with them because we need to. I think everybody understands that you have to work with your council, not against it. Um, that aside, we do, we do, we're really proud of the diverse amount of projects and and, and ventures that we've helped. And going back to Chester City Baths was a, a move for us to really get back to what what we do best yep. as a collective.
1: And I think, like you know, there are small organisations that have been helped by JFN, like Mini Makery,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, uh, uh that Holly's worked quite closely with, um, about helping people have a start-up idea. You know, it doesn't need to be this big, high-profile, you know, project like Chester City Baths. It can be something that is, you know, two individuals who have this great concept who want to do good, and Mini Makery wanted to get kids
0: to enjoy. F- <sighs> nutritious food so yep. ellie and kate that run the mini maker you probably know them <laughs> um are just these fantastic women who decided to kind of put their careers aside and focus on helping kids eat healthily through playing with food and having fun with food and drawing on their kind of creative creativity making art out of food uh, making potions and 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 they came to us um and 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 we Uh, Yeah, we supported them. We went to Watercup Cafe and had a really good hack for them there. Um, The other group that came to mind was Ludicology that we've mentioned of um, uh, Play uh, Consultancy. They came to us. They were one of the first hacks that we did on our... Were you there? The sunny day hack. Yeah. Um, And we helped two different groups then because it was a full day. So we helped... Um, Bridge Community Farms, uh, which is still going yep. and doing really well, yep. which is brilliant, and Ludicology. And these are kind of our catalyst projects, really, where we we set the wheels in motion and support and give them a kind of catapult towards where they want to get to. So I remember um, that catapult,
2: and I was like, what now? How do I follow? It's like, you know, I want to know it, it's doing good. Obviously, I know Mike. and obviously, You know me, them yeah, now, yeah. 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 <laughs> but,
0: yeah, they came to us right at the beginning mm. when they were, you know, teaching and we had this vision of what Ludicology could be. Yeah. And um, yeah, we supported them throughout the day with kind of like marketing and marketing plan. And one of us gave them social media training. And you know, we really, really proud that we kind of helped set them on their way. And now they're this, this amazing organisations that working with the likes of Chester Zoo and Story and big groups like that to, to do their thing and, and achieve what they set out to do.
2: I think mean, that brings us back round quite nicely to, to so what's the what are the future hacks then? So what's the the next ask? <laughs>
1: we don't know we don't know we don't know um and uh, that's quite exciting because otherwise there is an element of me that goes i don't this is not my job (laughs) you know Uh, um so there's a loose structure um and it's about people um what they need from us you know we're very responsive to that um Mm -hmm. i think it's
2: so the structures the socials but necessarily the hacks come when they're ready and when yeah. they're right. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, right. Yeah. It's quite organic in that way. So for the last nine years, we've done 28 socials and 18 hacks. So about two a year. Um And they can be kind of sometimes very close together or very spread apart, depending on who comes to us. We've got a kind of a waiting list, as it were, of different people that have approached us over the last year or two. Yeah. Um And because it takes so much energy, the the planning of a hack, we have to focus everything on that. And I think we just... We're still, we've n- still like at the tail end of supporting Chester City Bass. We've still got good work to do with them. Now we've yep. got maybe another mini hack. We've got to make sure that they're, you know, standing on their feet and feeling really comfortable with where they're going. And then we'll look at the list and we'll have a think about the next. It's the
2: responsible thing to do, isn't it? Not yeah. rush it. You've got to be right. You That's it. Ready. It's
0: got to be right uh, to be a legacy and for it to be yeah. sustainable. And those are kind of key criteria mm-hmm. for who we who we help. And I think there's. A, <laughs>
1: There's a thing about you know if if you did if we did one of these every two months people would be like oh this is a business mm-hmm. you know that's not what this is about so mm-hmm. the idea of doing two you know hacks a year feels manageable for people but also it feels manageable for us um and it, you said something earlier which was about well where did that project end up the thing that we're really mindful about now is but being really clear with ventures. Like you have to have the capacity mm. to either financially support this going forward or um, access funding to be able to take this forward. There's no point in you, Stewie, given your expertise or you recommending us to your, you know, you, uh, people within your community if it can't be taken forward because otherwise sure. it feels a bit like a waste. Um, and, you know, occasionally that has happened in the past, not because they haven't valued it, but because they haven't been equipped yeah. with the, the kind of skill set or the 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 time, you know because pe- generally people are really pressurized, you know, and so they've not been able to dedicate the time that's needed to move things forward um and that's something we're really aware of is making sure that you know we are valuing GFNers time and that they're doing they they're doing something valuable.
2: Good. so what's the from this conversation and for you, what's the the message to people that oh, this sounds? pretty epic where do people follow what you do you know you mentioned twitter how do they find you what's the next steps for trying to get involved in gfn
0: yeah i think firstly thank you very much for listening and we'd love to hear from you i would ask the listeners of this to take on board what we've said and really have a think about how they might be able to help us and chester whether that is as an individual if they want to come along to a social and say hi and see what we're all about if they are an owner of a venue um that they'd like us to have a hack in or social if they are an expert in funding you know if they can contribute in any way please just reach out to us and they can do that by searching good for nothing chester um and they will find us on lots of different platforms and we 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 welcome anybody to reach out to us and and come and get involved
2: yeah you've got to give a shit and get in touch got to get,
0: you've got yeah. to give a shit <laughs> do, about chester um yeah.
1: And and don't be afraid, you know. Um.
2: From your experience, I, you said. You yeah,
1: were. I, I, and I, I, you know, I'm very aware of something. You know, we are. We're, we're not wall fl- flowers, right, Holly and I. And you know, you know, I'm definitely the louder of the two of us. Um, but I think be brave. We are the most welcoming. Um, we are the most um, inclusive in terms of chat. So don't feel like if you don't know somebody, you know, come to a social, come and get involved because we'll hold your hand and we'll give you a beer, non-alcoholic if necessary, you know. Um, and I, I think that just be brave and believe in yourself um, because, as I said earlier, like the, I've had the best fun. You know, doing hacks. I've
0: had the best crack. Um, And come and do something. So come and take action. Don't be a keyboard warrior. Don't have a moan and don't do anything about it. Come and have a voice and make good change happen. Yeah. And something special might happen.
1: Let the magic come (laughs) to you.
2: (laughs) I must say I think Chester's extremely lucky to have you both as part of the community and leading some amazing things that are, are going on. So Thank you for being here and I wish you all the best. And I'm sure we'll be involved. Thank after, you so um, much for team. having
0: us in this amazing studio space. Like we're, we're just, we've just come in and just been wowed by this space. haven't we? They so make, you make
1: really good coffee. Good
0: coffee. A, I've got a bourbon biscuit <laughs> yeah, here. I'm, I'm loving the <laughs> fact that that has sat there the whole way. I've just been conscious Continuity. not to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it um, <laughs> but yeah. thank you. Yes. Stuart. Thanks for Brilliant.
2: having us. One last question. Mm-hmm. Who should we hear from next? You said the word, I don't want to steal the phrase from you, but what do you think?
1: Who, oh, I I feel like,
0: let's do one each. Okay. Do you want to go first? Well, I'm. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you should speak to Don Ferris, who runs Trophy Trails, because <laughs> we were just talking have. about him. <laughs> I love like that she's it.
1: She's yeah, she's <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I nicked it yeah. um, because he's doing amazing, amazing work. Um, You've literally cleaning stolen
1: up our- the thing we just spoke about, they, uh, Holly Fee Nelson. I'm a thief. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix I'm, it. I'm I'm gonna go for. Um, I think there are some amazing people doing stuff with homelessness in Chester Um, I think um, there's a collective of uh, organisations working um, to address that so I would get some of those people in um, because if we don't tackle homelessness in this city then you know Mm. there's something wrong with us
2: Yeah, Fantastic, okay Thank you very much Thank Thank you I hope you're enjoying the conversations we're having on these podcasts don't forget you can join in the conversation on the comments below and don't forget to like and subscribe please check out the channel for more and I hope to see you soon